Which discussions do most of us shy away from? It's a conversation about death, which we will all face. This pandemic has slapped us in the face with loss and grief, yet we try to deny the destiny of it. Today, let's begin open discussion to expose emotions common to us all. Hi, my name is Marilyn, and I want to welcome you today to Exposing Grief. The goal of these conversations is to talk about loss and grief, which are emotions we all experience. When we expose anything, it becomes less threatening. To expose loss and grief will provide us with some emotional control. I want to add this disclaimer. I'm not a therapist, psychoanalyst, psychiatrist, or any professional from the field of mental health. I'm just someone who has lived many years, I have experienced my own loss and grief, and I have observed others go through the same. In my observations, I believe loss and grief can be separate. I think they are on the same continuum, but someone can experience loss without the deeper emotional experience of grief. These are my personal experiences, opinions, and observations. If you need professional help, please seek it out. You might ask, what has precipitated these conversations? Unfortunately, it is the coronavirus, COVID-19. There has been so much loss and grief associated with this pandemic that emotionally it is almost overwhelming. There have been job losses, businesses closing, social interactions stopped and rearranged, freedom of movement curtailed, cancellation of graduations, freshman year in college interrupted and cut short, constraints in our ability to comfort friends and loved ones who are hospitalized or grieving themselves, and you fill in the blank for the loss or grief you're experiencing or have already experienced. Why is this a perfect time for conversations? The rush rush is at a lull. We're restricted in many ways and have more time with our children and with each other. If we use this time productively for some self-reflection, it is possible to come out of this situation more emotionally healthy than when it all started. Today in our conversations, I would like to focus on the pre-kindergarten to pre-teen age groups. These children are four to five years of age to around 11 or 12. They are by now fully engaged in life. Most are able to be without parents for extended periods of time, even overnight. Also, they have developed their own friendships, whether through playdates or in school. Life is progressing. Parents believe these are the perfect ages, nothing to worry about except being a kid and having fun. For many children, this can be true. As parents, we love our children. One of our goals is to provide them with greater opportunities than we had growing up. However, we spend little time helping them navigate the feelings of loss they will encounter throughout their lives. The first death loss for many children will be the death of a beloved pet, whether dog, cat, or some other type of animal. The children may have a huge attachment to this animal. When the animal is no longer a part of the family, the children do feel that loss. Parents themselves may also be grieving the loss of the beloved animal. So many parents do not know how to help their children express this first loss. There are even parents who immediately rush out and get a replacement pet. This may not be the best approach. Some children might get the impression that if something or someone dies, then the animal or even the person can be replaced. Parents do take the time to allow for discussion of the feelings surrounding the loss. Sadness at loss is natural. I fully understand. No one has taught us as parents how to handle loss and grief, so how can we teach our children? Yes, navigating all these emotions can be confusing. Parenting is difficult work. But if our aim is to launch well-rounded and emotionally healthy adults into the world, then the hard work is worth it. On the internet, there are many groups for mothers and hopefully for fathers as well. Do pose some of these emotional concerns in these forums. Again, I wish to state that these are my personal experiences, opinions, and observations. 
If you or your children need help in talking through loss and grief, do not hesitate to contact a professional. It can be worth it to have family sessions for a short or an extended period of time. Arm yourself with as much information and as many tools as possible. Other losses this age group may experience can be large or small, such as best friends moving away, loss of a favorite toy or item of clothing, divorce by parents or grandparents, death of a parent or classmate. The list can be long. Be aware that your children may be confused or even internalize many of these losses. Those children between the ages of about 7 to 12 may in certain instances experience true grief. If you are fortunate enough to have such a sensitive child, spend extra time with them. Sensitivity can also translate into emotional fragility. Provide them with any attention they may need. The dividends will be huge. Do not rule out professional intervention if necessary. We as the adults in their lives must use all the knowledge we can locate to help them. I urge you, listen to your children, comfort them, don't discount their feelings. You won't regret putting in the extra effort early on in their lives because the next phase of emotional development is right around the corner and things become much more intense. I believe these conversations about loss and grief are necessary and perhaps well overdue. I hope you stick with me as we explore and expose these emotions. Be a part of these important conversations. Our next conversation will focus on loss and grief experienced by adolescents. I wanna thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to visit with you next time on Exposing Grief.